Pornhub. Pornhub. The Pornhub Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Pornhub Podcast. This is Asa Akira, and today's guest is Pornhub brand ambassador and supermodel, Natasia Dreams. Uh, Natasia has been on the show a few times now, and we've done a bunch of like conventional interviews and all that thing. So um, today it's just kind of like a conversation between two friends. Uh, We have a few upcoming projects with Pornhub that we wanted to talk about. Um, Natasia has had some major life changes. And yeah, so it's just kind of like us shooting the shit. So I hope you enjoy. Hi. Hi. Wait, so you were just telling me that you can, so we have this upcoming thing for Pornhub, right? And I'm like, straight off the bat, let's talk about something we're not allowed to talk about. I know. (laughs) But we have this fashion thing coming up. uh, And we've been requested to bring pasties and i'm like where the fuck do i even buy pasties and you just said i can buy them where you can buy them at cvs and walgreens wait is am i crazy or is that weird i mean it's they're like nipple covers so i guess like when you go to like work if you work like in a corporate job and you don't want your nipples showing you just get these little things and you put them on your nipples and it covers your nipples, like just in case you don't wear a bra and stuff. I guess, you know, there's a lot of sluts out there, so they need to sell it in Walgreens. <laughs> wait, but like, wait, so, so do our normal, normal people, I say that in quotes, like are people that are not sluts also buying pasties so that like, you can wear like a white t-shirt? Yeah, I actually found out about it from one of my best friends because she doesn't wear bras and like she goes to shoot like she's a a photographer and she shoots like location. So she's like, you know, I don't want my nipples like showing up. So she's like, I always get these for when I don't want my nipples to show. And I'm like, oh. And so I've been using them every once in a while because since I have my nipples pierced, they're like super, super like out there so whenever I wear like a sweater or something because I never wear bras so they're actually perfect that's so funny it's kind of like how in porn we always use baby wipes for everything and now that I have kids I'm like oh baby wipes are like for actual babies yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not like to wipe cum off you know my eye or whatever. Right, or like clean your pussy real quick. Yeah. 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 Or like my dirty feet before I shoe. Right. Like, it's like an actual thing for normal people. Well, I, okay, then I did not know pasties like were for normies. I thought they were for made for us. I know, me too. But then if, I guess, <laughs> if they don't have it there, then of course they have it at like Hustler or like the sex shop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is like they requested us to bring like nude pasties. And I'm like, okay, the only pasties I have are like the Pornhub pasties. (laughs) Or like they're in the shape of like a star and they're glittery. Yeah. (laughs) Like, where am I going to get some nude ones from? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they probably have them on Amazon too at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably. So anyway, now that we have that out of the way, um, the first thing I actually wanted to talk to you about was, so, you know, the Pornhub year in review thing came out, um, which is like every year Pornhub puts out um, kind of like an article and like a list of all their data. So it's like the most searched for terms of the year, um, what you know, what kind of porn searches defined 2022 or whatever the last year was, who were the most searched porn stars, what country is on Pornhub the longest, what country is on the shortest, like who's jerking off more, blah, yes. blah, blah, yes. what holidays. Um, and and it's interesting because trans is a category that has been growing every year. It's like steadily on the incline every single year. Um, and Again, this year, it's in the top 20. Um, 
And you and I were like talking about it just on a personal level the other day. And like you mentioned something really interesting to me that I was hoping we could talk about. And that's that you were saying that like, this is something we're already kind of seeing, but it's kind of this, like trans women are like having a moment, right? Yes. We see a lot of trans women in media now, or I shouldn't say a lot, but like more than ever, right? Yes. And like, there's this whole woke movement where like everyone is like, oh, you know, like everyone's pan, every, like the the um, the kids these days are like not even identifying as like, you know, one sexuality or another. And I think a lot of what something we're seeing is like a lot of, people are dating trans people almost like kind of like a trendy thing or like to make themselves look cool. And it seems like that's only going to increase as time goes on. Right. For, yeah. for a while. anyway. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious like to know, like from your point of view, like is one, is that all like totally good or totally bad or kind of both or because like on one hand I can see how it's like it always feels good to be like a marginalized group and get normalized like I you know you and I are both in multiple marginalized groups and yeah. like so for me like yeah like it feels a little bit good when like things are getting a little bit more normalized but on the other hand it's like yeah but you're still being fetishized right Right. And that's what my therapist was saying. And so when I think about that, I notice it's good and it's bad. So when I think about it, I notice that porn has like attracted more cis hetero men to penis. You know, like the what there's certain websites that, you know, you mostly like the girl is really light and the penis is big and dark. So the focus is on the penis. So I feel like, and I've spoken to a lot of men, like since they've, they've got this fantasy about penis now, it's like a big deal. Like that's what they focus on. And that's what like they're watching while they're pleasuring themselves, while they're jerking off. So I feel like this huge fetishization about penis is very open now. And so what I think happens is men are afraid to like go with another man. So they'll take the next thing, which is a trans woman, because they like women, but they have this fetishization with penis. And I've heard men tell me this straight out, like cis hetero men tell me like, yeah, you know, I love women, but I love to suck a dick or I love to get fucked in the ass. And I'm just like, where is this? So I started thinking, like, where is this coming from? And it comes from porn. So the good thing about it is. You know, the guys are more open to be with trans women, but it's also a fetishization. And I realized in this experience, in my new experience as gender confirmed, men are seeking me out now because they know that I'm trans. I'm very open that I'm trans, but then they lose interest when I don't have a penis. So it's like a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. Like I'm happy that like the girls are getting the recognition and men are wanting to date trans men, trans women. Because even my therapist said that. She said she had a conversation with one of her clients and he was like, you know, I want to date a trans woman. And she's like, well, why do you want to date a trans woman? And what are you going to do to protect her and not mm -hmm. fetishize her? Because what happens is, you know, it's a curiosity thing. They want to meet us with us behind closed doors. They want to have sex with us. But then they treat us like objects, like a masturbation material. And, you know, we have feelings. We're humans. Like, we want to love. And most of us have been transitioned for so long that there's no reason to be ashamed to be seen with us. And if men will be men and be bold about dating a trans woman, they will be surprised at how many of their friends are interested in trans women as well. Because even I've been talking to a couple guys, too, and they were like... He was like, yeah, you know, one of my friends, he's like, was messing with this guy. And he's like, yeah, I found out that my friend likes trans women, too. So we wanted to, like, do it together. And I'm like, wow, you see, like, this is what we need. Like, if people yeah. were more open. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah right. I know. I'm like, a, a little threesome action. I'm like, if people were more open to it, but there's still so much shame around it because it's considered homosexuality. Right. And they put that, they keep it in that category just because there's a penis involved. But I, of course, as a trans woman, I don't think there's anything homosexual about my sex, 
even before I had surgery because my body's woman, there's no facial hairs, the energy, the vibe, the sex. I play a role as a woman in the bed, whether I had a penis. No, or there's not. nothing homosexual about a man and a woman fucking. Right. There's nothing homosexual. Nothing. And they just so fixated about the penis and they've made and society and they think just because there's a penis involved it's homosexual sex which we need to get over that barrier but i feel like we're on it but then there's the fetishization and then the shame that comes with it and it's like we're like taking three steps forward one step forward and three steps back sure 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 like so you're you know like what your therapist was saying is like how how are you going to protect you know the woman you're sleeping with or dating or whatever. And like, what, I mean, like, what is the answer to that? Like just being normal and cool about it. Yeah. Like like, I I know when I tell guys like on dating apps, for example, I'm trans, like automatically it goes from like, let's go out and hang out and dinners and movies. It automatically comes to, are you coming to my house or am I coming to your, to my house, to your house? And I'm like, what happened to the courting? What happened to the whining and dining? What happened to you earning my sex instead of you just thinking that it's guaranteed to you because I'm trans and I'm desperate to have a fucking dick inside of me and it just goes out the window. So I guess what cis, what men have to do is treat us just the way that they treat women. When you meet a girl on a dating app, you take her to coffee, you take her to dinner, you take her to the movies, you have a couple dates so you guys can become comfortable. And also you show yeah. that you're not ashamed of sharing your time and your space with this person. And then, you know, it's all good. It's all yeah, go yeah, from yeah. there. Like, be normal. Yeah. And, like, people are like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to treat you. I say, treat me how you would treat any other bitch that you meet on the street. There's nothing <laughs> different. It's so... That's, like, actually kind of... I don't know that this is related or not. And I'm not, like, you know, trying to take, like, this moment and be like, me too, obviously. Like, that's, you know, what, not what I'm trying to do. But, like, it is... One thing that's really interesting to me that you say about how like the second they find out that you're trans, it's suddenly like, come to my place, let's go to your place. It becomes just about the sex. Because I will say, anytime I've ever been talking to a guy and then he somehow pegging comes up, the moment we start talking about pegging, they become so desperate for the pegging that it's literally all they want to talk about and it's like 24 7 texting me about like like when are you gonna fuck my ass like it's it's all about pegging so like i'm wondering if it's like there's just like this innate like male thing where like the second they get the green light for that it's like all they can fucking think about like kind of the way like you know how like submissive dudes are like so like desperate and all they want to talk about is sex all the time yes I think it's like a light switch in their head. Like once they get to that, once they hear something sexual, it opens up that part of their brain and then everything else goes out the window. I feel like it's that. It has to be. It's it's definitely, there's for sure something there. But I'm also wondering like, okay, like they fetishize the penis, right? Yes. And I've, I've dated people who identify as like cis hetero men, meaning like they are born male, they identify as dudes, um, and they are attracted to women. Um, And they, but they like, kind of like you said, like they want to date women and they're into women, but like they also have like a fetish for penises. And I believe that that those two things can exist, like, mutually like i think that like you can be a cis hetero person i'm and then like also just have a fetish for penises or just purely sexually be into dicks like do you do you think that's possible yeah or or is it always like kind of a touch of homosexuality like being masked in one way or another. I think since we are having like we're a society of toxic masculinity that there's always mm-hmm. shame about your sexual attraction to other people. For example, women 
we are bisexual by nature and embrace it and men embrace it you know everybody has that little curiosity inside of them totally because i remember even when i was younger in my old sex and like when we were boys little boys and we were playing and young all the little boys used to mess around with the little boys. There was nothing wrong with it. There was no shame. It's just exploration. But then I think when you grow up and society puts these like labels on you and you and all these burdens and sexuality and you have to be straight. For me, for, ex- for example, in my beliefs, I feel like 80% of men are bisexual. They just don't, oh, I agree with that. They just don't want to admit it. And now porn help you know now there's bisexual stars in porn that are highlighting it and embracing it a lot of men are coming out and saying you know what that's me that's me that's me but if you don't have an example of someone that's appreciated and put on a pedestal then you create shame around it and so i think that's what's happening all these men have the shame because there's no guy that's like hey i like dick and i like pussy and those like the kind of guys that i like because they're not ashamed of their sexuality i'm not ashamed of my sexuality i like a person for a person and sex is sex it's not that complicated you know what i mean if the person turns you on whether they have a penis or a vagina like who cares at the end of the day it's just a short moment of pleasure it's not like a scarlet letter on your forehead or anything and we have to get over those shames and those and it's the toxic masculinity because then what happens a guy says, I was just looking at Instagram. This guy said he likes girls and he likes guys. And like all these women were in the comments like, oh, get out of here, blah, 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 blah. And some of the comments were like, girls, you want the men to be honest with you about what he likes. And then he's honest <laughs> with you and you shame him. So of course he's not going to say anything and be a down low guy. Like, what do you want? Like, make it make sense. That is like. Out of all the things in the world that women have against us versus, you know, the men having the privilege, that is one area I think like we as women, we are definitely afforded the luxury of like whether it's sometimes liking women, just sexually liking women or like any version of that, you know, like you could you could be you could be in straight relationships all your life date one woman and go back to having straight relationships and no one blinks the fucking eye. Like, it's not like, Oh, you're a lesbian, right? you know, or whatever. Like, but a guy, it's like that saying, like you suck one dick and you're gay or whatever. Like it's, it's true. We don't afford guys like just to be like, I like whatever I like, like in the moment. And it's just like, like you don't eat like it's, fish all the time sometimes you want steak you want burger sometimes you want vegetables <laughs> that's like sex like sometimes you want it in your butt sometimes you don't sometimes yeah. you want to eat pussy for 45 hours and sometimes you want to suck a dick like it's not that big of a deal yeah i love that <laughs> so you talked about your experience how it's specifically different now and i think the last time we recorded a podcast i think i i don't I can't remember if you had just had your surgery or if you were about to, um, but you fully had your surgery now. You're healed. You've lost your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that? Yeah. So I finally had surgery. It's almost like it's going on two years now. It's crazy. Time is flying. I had it October 2020. Wait, that was two years ago? Yes. Can you believe it? Holy fucking shit. Yeah, October 2021. Sorry, because we're in 2023. Yeah, October 20th, 2021 is when I had surgery. It happened so fast. Recovery was crazy. And then um, once I was, like, able to, like, have sex and everything, you know, I've always been open with my sexuality. And so I did, I had experience with a vagina, like, having sex with women with vagina, but I didn't have that much experience. So I chose to do lose my virginity with the woman and the, and I did it on camera. It was with Kira Noir. And the reason why I did that, is, <laughs> yes. The reason why I did that is because, you know, she's a professional, she knows women, she dates women. And I wanted her to help me get connected with my body and see what I like and see what, you know, I can tell others to do to me. 
So it was a really big step in my in my life in general because it was my first time having sex. I was on camera I, and, and, and it was on camera. Like I didn't even do it off camera to see. I just jumped right in. Do you, do you feel like, and maybe this is just me totally projecting, but like a lot of things that I've done sexually in my life, I've been more comfortable to do on camera. Um, and I think, I'm sure it stems from a place of like shame with sexuality and blah, blah, blah. But like sometimes like having the camera there, like it makes it so that I have like an excuse to be doing it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, is that something like, is that, was that a conscious decision for you? Like in choosing to do it on camera? I also, I wanted to. Or did you just like want this moment, like, you know, to be, um, memorialized? Yeah. Memorialized. Yeah. I, it was it was a little bit of both. Like, yeah, I know because I know as a performer, like I give it my all and I know like it's, there's a camera there. So you have to have a good time. Like you have to be good in your scene. And and I hadn't shot in a long time, but most of it, I wanted it to leave an example, lead by example for the girls that wanted to have surgery and that are stuck with their old genitals and say like, hey, it's okay for you to have surgery. Like you're still going to get booked. You can still do what you want to do and you can live your life. And that's pretty much why I did it. Like. I looked back and I was thinking like, you know, maybe I should have waited a little while or maybe I should have, should have, would have, could have, but like I did it and it went over really well and it was really fun. I enjoyed myself. And at the same time, I got to know my new anatomy more better than ever, you know, because I was with a professional and there was a camera and then I can go back and watch and see my performance and be like, oh, okay, like this is a different angle. You know, this is, I have to yeah. do this differently and like I can study my sex. And like the camera kind of like takes out the awkwardness of like, you can say things like, oh, I don't like that. Like it's, it's easier to s sometimes communicate things like that. Whereas like in a real life situation, you're like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings or like whatever. So for sure, like there's an awkwardness that goes away with the camera entering the picture. Totally. No, totally. And then it's just also learning the new positions and learning the new. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. that's. <gasps> That's different. Learning the new so people might not know. Yeah, but like there are one thing we're really conscious of when we're shooting porn is opening up to the camera, right? And that those are kind of two different jobs if you have a penis or a vagina, right? Totally. <laughs> like it's kind of the way you angle your hips or the way you just like twist your body, and it's it becomes second nature. But I would imagine. That's a lot of unlearning and relearning for you to do. It was so difficult because, yeah, like you said, the posing is different. And now, like, I don't have to hold my penis up. I have to, like, spread my lips. And, like, yeah. I have to, like, get, do different angles. I didn't get penetrated because I was still, like, a little bit afraid. I just still did, like, anal stuff. But I was just, like, this is so new to me. And I know that as a professional, I like to challenge myself on my scene. So I'm like, this is the best way to do it. Like th this way I'll get it right. I'll, I'll feel it and I'll know that it's right. But it was like, yeah, I was like, I was in pre-K all over again in porn <laughs> because it's like, everything is different. Did it, this, this is probably a really stupid question. Like, did it feel different? Yeah, it really felt different. Like I, you know, I'm, when I did mostly anal stuff, but then the oral stuff, of course, it was like a totally different world. And like, I, and the way that a woman eats a pussy is not like the way you get your dick sucked. So it's yeah. a totally different, That it's a totally different vibe. And I was like, at some point I'm there like, wow, like, you know, in the movie, and you could probably tell if you see it, I'm just like, holy shit, like, this is amazing. Like, this feels so good. And like, the masturbation is different. Like everything is different. And I, I I literally felt like a kid in a candy store, like unlimited opportunities to like learn. And I'm just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And it like flowed really well because, you know, I'm open in my sexuality and I've been with women and trans and everything. So it was really like, it was like a learning experience for me. For sure. That's, oh my gosh. Like that's, what a cool thing to be able to like have both of those experiences in, in porn. Like, 
Yeah, it's like my, my favorite thing in the world is like first time doing anything. Like I just I really get off on that. Same. Like what an ultimate for. <laughs> I know. I was literally like November, December, January, February, March. I was six months out of surgery, and like my vagina wasn't even properly healed. Like it looks a lot different than it does than then. You know. How, like how long does it take to heal completely? They say it takes like about a year or two, like for the scars to like go down and it like, like it totally looks way different than it did from when I shot that scene. I see that scene and I'm like, wow, it looks beautiful. But I see it now and I'm like, it's like so different because it had a lot more time to heal. I saw your pussy like pretty fairly early on, I feel like when you got it and it looks gorgeous it looks way better now like it's everything is settled like you don't see any scarring it's mostly the scarring the scarring takes a long time to heal because it's your body and like what you eat and everything but like now it looks way better because i look at it in the in the movie and i'm like wow it looks really good but it doesn't compare till now and they said that like through the year like a year two years like the scar set settling the swelling and everything goes down it looks totally different it's crazy i mean i guess any like plastic surgeries like my, my boobs are still settling right so, yeah it takes a while damn i know like when i saw your pussy it's so like it's so little and cute ah, like, i love it <laughs> every time i always i <laughs> Every time what? Every time I show my pussy to like cisgender women, they're like, I, I want to go to your doctor. I want my I pussy to look like that. <laughs> no. Yes. I, yes. I mean, at the risk of like, like, you know, without not to like, you know, um, discredit like, you know, the struggle of trans women and everything. But your pussy, like you got a fucking designer pussy <laughs> and I'm stuck. With my like chewed up piece of bubble gum, <laughs> like no, like when I take pictures of my pussy, I have to like hold it up in a way that's like <laughs> I'm always like, oh my god! Like I remember like taking pretty girl pictures in porn and always being like, if my pussy is ever closed, please tell me to open it up because when it's closed, it like looks like a chewed up piece of gum that someone just spat out on the ground and like stomped on also because bitch your <laughs> pussy's been putting in work this one has <laughs> yeah you have that fresh designer pussy there's hardly any bodies here i've been penetrated like maybe like five times i i, I, I see so, per- can we talk about that like what does it feel like oh my god so the first time i did it like each time it's different. Like the first time I did it, I was really scared. And it was like with my mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend and they get, they told me like, it's going to bleed and it's going to hurt. And I had this like paranoia because oh. I still have the trauma from having surgery and not seeing the blood and the pain. But the first time, and he had like the nice size dick. It was like the same size as the dilator. It was amazing. It didn't bleed. It didn't hurt or anything. I had a couple other partners after that and it didn't bleed or didn't hurt. But then I had sex with this like Romanian guy and he had a huge dick and like I bled and it hurt. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what they were talking about. I don't know why, but it's so funny to me right now that you specified that Romanian <laughs> I don't know why, but that's so funny to me and appropriate. Well, it was like, I, I can tell you my history. Yeah, those Eastern European guys have huge dicks. Huge. Like, yeah. And he was like young and he was like just going at it. Like he didn't try to like, you know, work it. And he was just like, bang, bang, bang. And I'm like on top and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it was like spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we didn't like make out or anything. But I will say I had sex with like a Brazilian guy and like we had a date and we went out and like when we had sex, I literally had an orgasm while we were having sex and it was amazing. And the oh last- Oh my God, you're one of the lucky ones then. Yeah. And the last time I had sex, I almost had orgasm too when we were having sex because I guess I was just really into him and it was passionate and like- I always liked when, even before I had surgery, when I feel like the penis is going to come inside of me, it excites me. So when I'm having sex in my vagina and I feel like it's about to come, like I want to come. And like, I almost came last time I had sex. Wait, are we twins? Because that's my favorite thing in the world. Like when, when I'm like, when I'm like trying to like get there, if they're like, oh my God, I think I'm going to come. 
I'm coming. Me like, too. I'm so high for me. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck that you're lying even. Like, right. that to me, it's just, the idea is like so hot to me. That's what gets oh, me I off. And that's what happened. Like with the Brazilian guy, he's like, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. And I'm like, oh my God, oh. Like, don't come yet, please. And then like, I just the, her, hearing him saying that and knowing he was there, I started coming. And I was like, oh my God, I'm coming. Ah! That's like my number one thing during sex. It was everything. <laughs> it was everything. I was like on cloud nine. Like I, even when I think about it, like my pussy starts like twitching and I get horny just thinking about it. I know. Same. I'm like squeezing mine. Right yes. now. Um, <laughs> um, do you, do you, did the doctor like tell you, like, do you know if it's, is that common for, cause I think like most women in general, like don't have. I think it's something like cr- some crazy high percentage of it's like 70% of women. That's a made up number, but it's a high percentage of women like don't even have orgasms during penetra- penetration. Yeah, no. And they, they sex. said that. Yeah. There's a possibility like you may not. And like, you know, everybody's different and everybody's fetishes yeah. and kinks are different, but I'm happy that like I'm a horny bitch. And like, whenever they say they're yeah. about to come, like that just gets me going. And I'm just it's like, brains. yeah, I'm just it's like, brains. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you're going to come inside of me. Yes. And then like, I'm like, period. I want to come too. <laughs> So you mentioned like the that the first guy you fucked to who was like the same size as the dilator. Yeah. And I think like this is something I did not know and I think a lot of people don't know but like after you have the surgery you use a dilator like pretty much every day, right? Yeah, when you when you have surgery the first like maybe like 6 months you have to do it 4 times a day, girl. And that's basically a dildo, right? Yeah, it's like a hard plastic dildo though. It's plastic and Does it do you know what an anal dilator is? It looks like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like, but yeah, it's cause... shaped like more like a phallus and it has like a little curve at the tip because I guess they had to make the canal with like a curve because of your organs and stuff and it had to go underneath your um your bone. So it's like curved. So you like stick it in and then you go up. Oh, that's my favorite shape penis. Yeah, it's like that. And they, you yeah. graduate sizes. Like I started at a blue one, which is like kind of skinny, and I'm like, "What's this?" And then there's a green one. Yeah. Wait, compare it to compare it to something like. Is it like this, like a lip gloss, or is it no? Like- it's a little bit thicker than that. It's a little bit thicker okay. than that. I'm holding up a tube of lip gloss. It's a little bit thicker than so that. Like- Maybe like the circumference is. How can I explain it? It's a, like obviously smaller than a banana. That's crazy. Yeah, smaller than a banana to start. And then you work your way up to the green one, which is just like a little bit thicker. And okay. it's all the same length, though. All the same length. It's okay, a okay. little bit thicker. And then the orange, which is the big papa. And that one is like a nice size penis, thick, you know, long. And I'm guaranteed, they guarantee you like seven inches of depth. Whoa. The matter okay. doesn't even matter how what was your natal tissue, which I love. Okay, okay, okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Wait, I love how they like guarantee you that. Yeah. Like, what is it? Like, or else your money back. No. <laughs> like, like, excuse me, this um six and a half inch didn't fit. It's not working. No, well, that's the doctor that I, <laughs> I need a refund. Yeah, that's the doctor's specialty. <laughs> they base it on the dilators, and the dilators, the maximum is like six to seven inches when they before you have surgery and you do all of these classes that's what they say and they guarantee you that and so when you go into surgery I remember I literally when I went into surgery that morning I looked over to the table before like all the lights and everything while they're strapping me down and I looked over to the table and I saw the dilators at the table so they literally take the dilator and make the canal based on the size of the dilator so that's oh, what like I think is guaranteed. It. yeah Oh, okay. Okay. Do you find that like, is, has there been, maybe this is way too soon to tell because like, you're still, you know, like healing and, or, or getting used to it. And I mean, even like, I remember like the first like five years I had sex, like it was, I was still like adjusting. Yeah. But like, but like, I'm wondering, like, is there, has there been a certain type of like size of penis that's felt the best so far? Yeah. It's like probably like the, the one that's like the same size as the dilator, not too big, 
thick, you know, like the same size as a dilator. It goes in like perfectly and maybe even a little bit smaller. Like the two times I almost, the one time I came, it wasn't as big, but he knew the motion. And then the second time that I almost came this last time, it was like a nice size, but it wasn't like too big. I noticed like the too big hurts a little bit. It feels kind of like when you have a really big dick in your ass and it's like a little bit uncomfortable. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it better when it's like a nice thick size, not too small, not too And you can go hard. Yeah, and you can go hard and you can do different angles and like ride it and take it from the back and everything. Yeah, it's like how they say, like, average is average for a reason. Yes, yes. and like I used we've to be, evolved this way for a reason. I used to be the biggest size queen, but even later on in life, even through my ass, like, I was like, okay, like, too big is not enjoyable. Like, it's hitting areas inside of me. I mean, I'm a skinny <laughs> bitch, and I have, you know, I'm little crevices. So it's like, even though I can take it, it still feels uncomfortable. And that's- I mean, I definitely feel like um, for for my ass, I definitely feel I, I I'm definitely like not a size queen. Like I I think big dicks turn me on visually and mentally. Like I like the idea of a big dick. Like I, I definitely understand that like sucking on a big dick is hot. Like I get it. But like feelings wise, like I don't necess- I don't feel like like I'm not a size queen. Like I can perfectly enjoy like a three inch penis. But however, in my ass. I think it feels so good to have a big dick. Really? It makes Yeah, like if it hits I think I think like the spot that gets or I don't know if it's a G spot or like I should probably know these things, but I don't. <laughs> but like whatever it is in my asshole that feels good, I think is like deeper in my ass than it is in my pussy. That makes sense. That makes sense cuz even I think us too when it the deeper it goes, like you hit that spot and it's like, "Whoa." But I also, when I take a really big dick in my ass, like my, I feel it in my bladder, you know? And I'm just like, shit, I have to pee. Like, this is not really that comfortable. It's like hitting something inside of me. And I'm like, no, this is not good. And that happened to me yeah. when I was fucking the guy with the big dick, the Roma- uh, Romanian guy. It was just like uncomfortable. And I had to like stop. I'm like, okay, time out. Give me a second because this is like a little bit weird. But when I fuck other guys, it's like, okay, yes, let's go. Fuck me, fuck me. Position, yeah, yeah. turn not like touching your blood. Yeah. And it was Look at us scientists. I know. I'm like my I got to protect my organs on the inside, bitch. <laughs> That's how I feel. I don't know, like weird like when someone's like not very good at fingering, which is I think most people, like to me that feels like, oh, I think you're like touching my bladder or something. Like it doesn't feel it just feels like I'm about to get a UTI or something. Yeah, I yeah. I I'm barely like getting into that because before my vagina was so sensitive, like you couldn't even like put your fingers. Like I would freak out. But now, like the other day, I had sex and like the guy was like fingering me, and I was like, yes, like this is really hot. And I heard from other women, like I do panels, and they say the same thing. They were like, in the beginning, I did not like fingers at all, but now I'm like four years later or five years later, and I'm like, yes, but right, right, inside. right, yeah. Oh, interesting. Because before, I remembered also, like, before, when the first time this guy ate my pussy, like, it was so fucking sensitive. Girl, I literally was climbing the wall. Like, I, I, it was too sensitive. Like, ticklish? Yeah, it was like, you know. Oh, like, too sensitive. Too sensitive, yeah. It was too, 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 too too sensitive. So, I guess because all the nerves were still, like, acting and trying to come together. So, like, I couldn't even control it. I was literally climbing the walls. I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening to me? Like, what is this? But now, it's like, yes, eat my pussy, and I'll push their face in it and everything. Yeah. (laughs) I still kind of feel like that. Like, I mean, like, I I know that, like, everyone, you know, that's like the thing with pussies, right? Is like, there's like one, there's pretty much like three ways to suck a dick, but there's like a hundred ways to eat a pussy. Yes. And like for me, like even, even like, like having my clit like directly licked is so sensitive that it tickles. Same, I like same. Why, I like it like right above it, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, no. Or else it's just, it's like, like, and I think some people interpret it that that as like, oh yeah, I'm making you feel too good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. like it's actually like too much. Yeah, it's like, it might. That's it's like difficult. me too. Yeah, my clit is super <laughs> sensitive. And if you like, yeah. if you like pop it, I'm like, oh, 
Like you have to go <laughs> easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. My clip is super, super, super sensitive. So you have to like work around it. Like either under it, on top, on the side. Like you can't just be like pop, 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 pop. Be like ah. <laughs> totally. Okay. So to switch gears a little, the T Awards are coming up. Yes. The TEAs or the T's, which is the, what does that stand for? Transgender Erotica Awards. And you, I think for like the second, third or fourth year are doing the red carpet. Yeah, I think this is. Like you're hosting it. Yeah, I think this is the third year now that I'm doing it. They keep asking me back, which I love. It's so much fun. I love that we have an event for transgender erotica just for us, you know, for us to feel celebrated because, you know, even though we're the top highest, one of the top highest genres, we're still shunned in all this regular market. So it's a great moment to have and see the girls and catch up. And we're sponsored by Pornhub this year, which I'm really excited. I think Pornhub's been sponsoring for like a few years. But like with the pandemic and stuff, things have been weird. But like, I I'm trying to get out there this year. We need you. I'm, there. I'm doing everything. I'm. Can I tell you something? I'm like literally making up like every excuse in the book to our bosses. Like I'm like I can do interviews while I'm out there. Like we need you there. It's so much fun. It's like three days of like parties and. And, and like there's a pre-party and then there's like other people have parties and then they have the awards and you get to see the girls dressing up and celebrated. It's such a vibe. And I, I love to like, as doing the red carpet, like I'm kind of like removed from the scene. I don't really know like all the new girls yeah. coming up. So I get to meet the new talent and see who's hot, like see who's around and, and interview them and get to know them as well as like, presenting them to the fans on the red carpet which is a great job i actually love it the first year i do did you feel like the outfits are better at the t's than the avians kind of yeah you know us yeah, girls like we Luke have yes. more creativity and like we really bring it especially the girls that bring it they bring it and i like no offense to us but yeah, yeah. i kind of feel like you like you're usually dressed better, I think. <laughs> no offense to ourselves. No, but, I know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because I guess we have that extra, you know, creativity in us. And it, it's our one time of year that we can dress and be celebrated. So, yeah, the girls come through with the outfits. I love it. That's, I wanted to ask about that. So, like, yeah, it's this beautiful event. And, like, uh, you, you get to be celebrated. And it's for sure, like... The night, the evening is like, yeah, a celebration of like the top performers and whatever awards. Yeah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But it's also like it represents like the celebration of trans people and, you know, trans sex workers. And it's definitely like a celebratory night of you. Right. Yeah. So like that being said, like what is like the general consensus on like. And, and I'm truly asking this from, like, a curious and, like, you know, like, loving place because I really don't know. Like, what is the general consensus of, like, when performers from, like, the quote-unquote, like, mainstream side come and, like, we do, like, you know, your red carpet or, like, you know, your interviews on your red carpet or, like, even present awards on your stage? Like, is that... Like, do you, do you feel supported when we do that or does it, or is there more of a feeling of like, okay, like, thanks for coming, but this is our night. Like, let us shine. No, actually, I think we love it because it shows like the support and it shows like how we can all get along. And like a lot of the performers that come that aren't trans have worked with us or want to work with us. So it's more like of a community and I feel like united we're stronger and I love to see it like I love like Anna Fox comes as my date and like if you came and like Jessica Drake comes and like big names in the industry that have long supported us they can finally be comfortable enough to celebrate us and support us and i actually love it i actually love the mix of it i love that it's our night and everybody 
there's like a mutual respect that it is our night. Sure. Like it's not your night. You're a guest at our sure, house. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Right. I think that's what I'm trying to say is like, there's always that thing of like, okay, there's like, you know, for example, I'll just say like, there's a Black Lives Matter parade, but then like the person on the speaker is a white woman. Right. It's a <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, like there's always, I think, I don't know, like I... I, I was just wondering, like, what the general feeling, but that's good to hear. Yeah, like, it's a mutual understanding. They they don't outshine us, like you know, they don't try to steal center stage or whatever. They're whenever any session their performers come, they are usually like super allies, and we love to have them there. We love to see them there. We love to expand our audience. It's a great time. It's always positive. You know, everybody's having a great time. It's just like, it's kind of like a high school reunion, like, but a lot, with a lot less drama <laughs> than the regular <laughs> award shows. Like, there's a little bit of drama, but nothing compared to, like, the other award shows. Not at all. Like, it, the vibe is like, so positive. You mean, like, AVN? Right. <laughs> Every, I, I think it's always funny because ever since I got into the industry, I've always heard this this thing where like porn is the 13th grade. And if you're not in the US, you know, our school goes up to 12th grade. That's when high school ends. And then porn is the 13th grade and AVN is the prom. Yes, it's totally <laughs> that. And there's a drama because throughout the years, this one slept with this one's boyfriend or this one got, got better in this class and got more... It's so much drama and like there. Every year, someone, two people find out they're dating the same person. Right. It's always something. Right. Or we're wearing the same dress, which has happened to me a couple times too in AVN as well. I'm like, oh, you look good. Oh, you look good too. Yeah. 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 Fuck you. Right. Go home. Do you you already? (laughs) Go home. Go home, bitch. (laughs) Do you already know what you're wearing to the tees? I I have an idea. Like I wanted to um get this dress that I wore for this um exhibit, and it's like this designer and like. But when I tried to like buy it, it was on sale, but they don't have my size. So I'm not sure if I'm gonna use my clout like I've been doing lately and get my agency to pull from a designer, and that way I don't have to buy it and I just wear it and send it yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, but I know I have to wear something cute because every year I come through and like every year I try to outdo myself and like I think last year I really did it too much. But I also you really wore something amazing last year yeah and that's the one thing about that but i also have this friend of mine who has like this design company and she like goes and like i hire them and they pull stuff and we try it on and dress me so i asked her to do it for me again which is amazing because i pay like x amount of dollars she'll go to like the showrooms of the awards and stuff and pull a whole bunch of outfits and then i just try it on and keep what i'm gonna wear and then send it back the next day which is a lot better i think than buying but also like for you isn't there not to put more pressure on you but like isn't there an added pressure on you specifically because you are a supermodel you are of the fashion world right so like in addition to being to like this you're hosting the red carpet like you have to look amazing it's like the biggest night of you know the industry whatever on top of that you're someone who's like supposed to know i know i know and that's the thing that i hate because like every year to try to like one up myself is very exhausting like i i it's it's like it's a super challenge and i have to like literally this month like sit down and really think about it because i don't want to do it last minute and it's true like you know people are expecting me to come through and like last year i had three different outfit changes so I'm like, yeah. I kind of. The rest of us are like, just wear something sparkly. Right. <laughs> I set myself up for it, you know, and I, sometimes I kick myself and I'm like, fuck, like, why did you do that? Like, why did you kill it so much? Because now every year they're expecting me to come with that. And it's a lot of pressure. Like the last time I'm, I'm telling you, I had like fittings. Like I actually, I had shot the day before and then I had fittings at nine and then I had another like get pulled the outfits and fix this and get the pasties and stuff like that for some of my outfits. CVS pasties. 
it was crazy it was crazy and like i was so exhausted but then in the end it came out good so i'm not sure i'm gonna do so many outfit changes maybe two and i have some outfits here actually yeah, not so many. right i have some outfits here that i actually haven't wore and i think i can like implement them in that but i need like a red carpet of course like fashion statement outfit yeah well the good thing about you is like no matter what you're saying now like as even if you're unprepared like you always come through like, it's just <laughs> You know, it's going to come together for you. Thank God. You know, it's a lot of stress, girl. I'm just like, ah. And everybody's always already asking me too, like you, like, what are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? I'm like, I'm like, ah. You're like, shut the fuck up. The pressure is on, girl. The pressure is on. And after last year, how I killed it with that fucking dress, like, I'd have no idea what the fuck. Who I'm was that dress by? It was Jean- crazy. Jean-Paul Gaultier. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was go to you. <laughs> no big deal. I, I guarantee you, you're the only bitch wearing Gautier to the fucking porn awards. I know. I know. I know. And this year, I don't want to say who I'm going to wear, but I think I want to wear Mugler. Yeah, but, half of us are wearing sheens. But I may have another insight with another fashion house, which I can't talk about now. That I, Is it the one? Yeah, I know. That I yeah. might... I might see if I could get something from there. And if it's that, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. I mean, I think I know what you're talking about. By the time this comes out, something huge will have happened. Yes. Or something huge has already happened for you, but it'll be public knowledge. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that was my, that was, just for the record, that was me bragging that I know. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble. I signed the NDA, bitch. Okay. Well, we're, I mean, we're probably talking about something else anyway. Wink, 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 wink. Um, all right. So I'm in, um, you know, to continue with the secrets, I'm excited to see you next week for that other thing we can't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we have a lot of secrets. I kind of love it. Like we have our inside tea, you know? Only us can talk about. It started back when um with with when you knew something about the job and I was it started back then. Like we have this fucking pattern already. I'm fucking weak. I know. Every time we record a podcast, there's like shit we can't talk about. We're like, but we're gonna talk about it anyway. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, but but yeah, I can't wait to see you next week. I can't wait either. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be monumental. You get to see me in my element. Yes. Yes. And we'll, we will all be in your element. I will be out of mine. <laughs> and I guarantee you I'll be the fucking shortest person there. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but the hottest, honey. One of the hottest. But probably. Thank you. Probably. <laughs> thank you thank you thanks for at least giving me that Uh, all right okay on that note bye everyone (laughs) bye everyone